Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of the Made of Things podcast. I am your host, Antonio Maria Correa. Uh, maybe that's too fast. I always say my name if I like I'm like I have to catch a train or something. But um, yeah, Antonio Maria Correa. There you go. Uh, maybe I should make it more simple for <laughs> foreigners that aren't Portuguese speakers. Anyway, welcome to the podcast version of uh, Made of Things. This is primarily a YouTube show. And on this episode, we have um, something we posted on video a while back, like uh, almost ha like four months ago or something. Um, the conversation I had with uh, Jaguar Ma at the last, uh, at the latest uh, last edition not it will happen again this year but um but the 2016 edition of uh, Vodafone Meshfest in Lisbon and uh I spoke to Jaguar Ma the guys uh, the Australian band John O Jack and Gabe uh were speaking to me and um I can't remember if we um if we did a an ID like intro, I went for for the for the podcast version. We might have. I don't remember. Um, and um, but the video version of this is already up on YouTube, uh, and it has been for like I don't know half a year almost. Um, and the the Vodafone Meshfest happens is the the the, the, the for not foremost. Uh, I mean. It's, I mean, I guess it's the foremost festival happening uh, during the um, the winter uh, season in in Lisbon, which aren't many, I guess. But uh, but that's the, the main one and the first one to uh, like it's like the first the first week of December more or less or the last week of November, and uh, there's not like another semi-high-profile, uh, I wouldn't call this a high-profile festival, it kind of is, but like it, it exists to promote um, new music, really, or relatively new music, uh, some stuff is, has been uh, around for a long time, but um, I really love speaking to uh, Jaguar Ma, and um, we'll get to that in a minute, I mean, there's not much to get to, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, so... Um, I'm just going to go ahead and mention other subjects before we uh, go to the conversation part of the episode. So, okay, so my dad, because of the fistula, he was uh, going through, um, undergoing surgery, I mean, uh, last week. And um, I haven't posted a podcast since, and I should... Uh, I should uh, mention you guys, like I, men I mentioned the subject to you guys who are interested. Everything's okay. The surgery went fantastic. So everyone out there uh, who was rooting for uh, my dad, as I asked you to, like sending out good vibes and stuff like that, it worked. So thank you so much. Uh, and um, his, um, his bed was the 13th and I'm not very superstitious, but... Uh, like his hospital bed was the 13 and he and he was moved to the 13th uh, number and i'm not so superstitious but you're always very nervous on those occasions and uh and uh, it turns out that you know 13 was a lucky number so i don't feel like 13 is bad again anymore <laughs> uh because it's you know it's stupid superstitions number superstitions are kind of silly so any superstitions are really kind of silly um but uh we're human and we're kind of dumb so <laughs> sometimes um uh, so so yeah um we you don't have to be too tough on yourself it's like some some stuff is feeling so whatever numbers are just numbers and uh there's a lot to be said over there on that subject i mean uh on uh but, but yeah um 13 uh and uh no problem there and my dad is okay he's back home and uh doing awesome so and he woke up just pretty much in uh, back from anesthetics um on a very good mood in a very in a very good mood um and um he was uh and the second time i visited him visited him at the hospital he was already complaining about some stuff not that my dad complains a lot but he was like if he was good enough if he's good enough to be like bothered by small things then he's fine really so when you're when you're when you're being pesky uh then uh or 
or something like like that then it's uh then it's usually a good sign health wise you know like you're fine uh okay so he's doing fine and uh just dealing with uh closing off his fistula and uh not having uh, too much of a runny, no a runny nose because that's what it does to you like you drip because fistula is on your forehead so uh, i mean the fistula was on his uh, forehead so um as i mentioned on the other episodes okay enough about my dad everything's fine thank you guys for sending out your good vibes um i do sh i should address something that um first off i uh, i'm editing a pilot for tv which i'm producing with a friend of mine but um so that that's why I'm not posting uh, too much um, lately. I, my back is uh, a little better. Um, I'm still on sick leave, so I can't send, spend too much at uh, too much time at the computer. But still, uh, yeah, I um, I uh, try to uh, um, to do the best I can, and uh, and uh, yeah. So so the, for the past week, I think we posted like a week ago or something. Uh, but um, yeah, some stuff is coming up. Uh, I've been uh, I'm tr going to try to edit new uh, episodes very soon. Um, probably in the next few days, we'll have something new on video. Um, so yeah, um, I am uh, doing this now. Um, thinking about mm, Primavera sound coming up. Hopefully, me and Leonardo will be uh, uh, going up. To uh, to Porto, uh, a couple in a couple of weeks to do lots more uh, episodes of, of Made of Things, and uh, but first, you know, today I took a couple of hours to chill and watch uh, WWE Backlash. So everyone who isn't into wrestling and knows nothing about what I'm saying, uh, please um, refrain from listening to this and uh, just uh, skip towards skip to uh, the, the conversation with uh, with uh, with our guests. So. So, so yeah so but basically this matters to some people who enjoy wrestling if you're not aware then um smackdown which is half of the wwe brand um it has raw and smackdown uh smackdown has uh, a, a new champ and uh, he's a uh, jinder mahal who is of uh, indian origin even though i think he's canadian or something or but he speaks punjabi uh, uh fluently and uh and uh, he is very clearly Indian. So uh, he, the thing is, he was a jobber and, um, or at least low card um, for a while, for a couple of years. Or was on NXT. I'm not really sure, but he was, you know, low on the bill. And he was no one of real relevance, really. Uh, and suddenly WWE has pushed uh, him with, um, towards the top to the point. Uh, and very quickly, might, might I add, um, towards the main event, uh, you know, um, scene. And uh, he is now a champion after beating Randy Orton. And I'm going to try to be very quick about this, not to bother you, bother you guys, but uh, uh, who aren't into wrestling. But my point is that, first off... First off, for, um, before I get to my point, it's just that uh, wrestling is really um, simple in its, uh, uh, in its um, narrative, really, sometimes. But it's very evolved in terms of communication. So um, if you work in the media and know anything about narrative, like the way that something is construed to be, uh, or and percept, uh, from you know from audiences or I mean by audiences um, it's uh, it's very interesting and the thing about which is I guess most fun about wrestling is the, the, the what is real and what isn't and the overlap is the more you know about wrestling the more you know how real of, of real it is like actually most of the time uh and surprisingly how real it is in terms of what is being told and how it's based even though it's written in how it's based in real life events and um or some stuff is just off script and some stuff is just improvised on the spot both in the ring and in promos and speaking so 
uh, it's uh, so it's uh, a lot of fun. So that's why I'm back into wrestling because it's very interesting, really. Uh, okay, so plus uh, they do a good job with uh, surprising you sometimes, uh, which they. Oh, I'm sorry. Which they they did this time. So with backlash, thing is, I'm not going to go down the whole event. I'm happy Sami Zayn won. Uh, I think they did well with the Kevin Owens AJ Styles uh, match, even though it was a count out. Uh, it's a good finish. I hadn't seen that before, and um, the match was really good. Shinsuke Nakamura's debut against Alpha Ziggler, who I think is awesome. Both of those guys are fantastic. Uh, was a little sluggish, like taking off but like the last five minutes are very good so it kind of leaves you with a good uh, with a good uh, feeling uh, looking back so like and uh, plus it was a debut it was obvious that Shinsuke was going to win and uh, Kevin Owens was retaining but Pretty much everything else on the card was uh, was uh, booked upside down, really. So, um, so uh, uh, apart from what was being uh, expected, I mean, not apart. I, my English is terrible tonight. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of tired. So, um, so yeah. Back to Ginger. What I think is, first off. Uh, Bray Wyatt moved to Raw, so they had to make Orton champion. I understand. So, uh, but but I don't think Randy Orton, who's like at his fourteenth title or something, and let's remember that Ric Flair and uh, Cena have sixteen, and Orton still is pretty young. I mean, he, the guy's like thirty-eight or something, and um, and uh, still has a lot of years left in him. So, what are they going to do? First off, is he going to be the first, like the guy with the most titles ever, and uh, or do they stop making him a main eventer, or like, or at least off the get, getting getting him uh, out of the title scene, title race, usually? Because I don't know what you're going to do with the guy, um, but uh, maybe he's retiring very early. I don't know. He he's uh, the guy sells tickets, so so yeah, but. Um, the thing about Randy Orton is being a champion. Uh, he was if if he was going to be the champion, he should be the champion for a while, not like a couple of weeks, because he's at the point like where where his title reigns have to be meaningful. Because he's getting up there, like with the all time most uh, uh, the title holds of uh, of any wrestler. So um, uh, in the WWE, so so they should be more careful with when when booking titles to go to Wharton. Also, I don't think that uh, Randy Orton is a very good face. Faces are the good guys. If you guys aren't uh, if you aren't uh, aware of the lingo, uh, Orton is a heel. Really, Orton is the bad guy, and he still wrestles like a bad guy. And I know about like the thing that. Wrestling against Jinder was a good example. Uh, he, uh, he. I know that the thing is that it might be perceived as uh, Orton wrestling as a heel because in India Jinder is being uh, being. Uh, seen as a face but that makes no sense because oh, i mean it does make some sense but uh but uh orton just usually just wrestles as a heel anyway uh, like attacking the guy from behind before the bell um moving out of the way to send the guy towards the post uh ramming against the post like spearing the post that's usually a heel move like uh, faces usually get lose the upper hand when they ram into something <laughs> so um, um, so yeah, so and and um, Orton is a natural heel, so so and he's an awesome heel. But to, to my mind, he's uh, he's very boring as a face. Like nothing is happening. So um, yeah, first off, I'm glad that gender won. Oh, before uh, I mean, um, because you know what I meant was that uh, also uh, regarding the other argument is that gender. Uh, is wrestling as a heel, like he's cheating his way in, in like to the top and wrestled like four matches or something um, until <laughs> until you know grabbing the belt and um, so yeah and he cheated on all of them really so <laughs> with because of the Singh boys and uh, who are backing him up 
naturally. So the the both of the cruiserweights uh, who did uh, well, uh, not he did, actually didn't do very well, but like th their matches were very good. Uh, as was the whole uh, tournament of the cruiserweights, uh, the cruiserweight classic of two thousand and sixteen. Uh, yeah, sixteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I th I think. Yeah, not 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some of the best wrestling you can ever watch. So if you like wrestling, go watch that um, at some point in your life. Uh, so, yeah, but I was saying that uh, you guys, um, uh, you know, about Orton and Jinder, my point is that uh, I don't think there's... It's reading too much if you're uh, into it, I think. If you're looking at, like... Uh, how Orton is um, is being um, booked in terms of being a face or a heel. He just always really wrestles as a heel. And the thing with gender is that is that it's pretty it's become pretty it's become you know pretty much apparent that um, it uh, uh, they they're putting the belt on gender because of business reasons and uh, because India is like the the third biggest market in the world for WWE so uh, products and stuff like that and uh, so it, I guess that it's um, so it's the US the UK and then India and so they decided to push an Indian wrestler and do it very quickly uh, I think this happened for uh, a couple of reasons. First off, to surprise some, you know, the world uh, other than the wrestling world. Because usually the way you do things is you... In order to have some credibility, which gender really didn't in terms of the public eye, you need to build a character. Like, gender needs to mean something really and people need to know what gender is and the angle they're going with gender uh with which they're going with uh, gender is um is the racial thing and uh whereas this has been seen like a hundred million times i don't think that this time it's very as as very much as racist as it was in the past so let's see they're going with the empathy angle. So the thing is with gender is that gender is a heel because he feels like he's being uh, he's being treated unjustly because of his skin, because of the way he's the skin color, um, the tone, uh, because of the way he speaks, and um, because he's different. And the thing is that it's true. <laughs> like, if you're not Caucasian, and for instance, when was an, a foreign champion in the WWE? When was the last time a foreign champion was in the WWE? Like, non white. Uh, uh, let, me, let me do that again. But uh, when was the last time you remember a foreign, a foreign non white? Uh, champion in the WWE. I don't who who was the face. I mean, um, they were always heels. I think uh, I always remember them as heels. Even Sheamus, who was whiter than white, uh, but is um, Irish, you know, uh, was a heel. So no non-American champions or non-Canadian champions or something, um, because that's who you know, because that's the perception of things, and this is very interesting. So, but but gender's angle is more positive, you know, and I'll tell you why it's empathic, why why there's empathy in that angle. The thing with gender gender is. With Jinder Mahal, is what he's saying is like I'm being treated treated unjust, uh, unjustly uh, because of this and that, and unless you're white, this kind of white, I mean Caucasian white, very white, and in terms of the context, uh, this this uh, rarely will happen to you. Or, I mean, this won't happen to you, but unless you're white, this will, I mean, um, I, again, <laughs> unless you're white, it's always going to happen to you. Like, I'm white, you know, but I'm Portuguese, so I, I, I can be viewed as a less white person. It's very, very odd, and I'll give you an example. When I was living in Rome 12, 10 to 12 years ago, 
Um, I did uh, this trip with a friend of mine and we arrived at the train station at the most um, convenient hour in terms of <laughs> in terms of uh, price of the tickets you know so uh, this meant that we had to get back to Rome at like 4 a.m. And we had been visiting the Cinque Terre, or Cinque Terre uh, which is the La Spezia coast Uh, which means that uh, you can hike the whole thing. And we did. So um, we walked the Cinque Terre um, for the whole day, like 12 hours, and then caught the train at night and then arrived all sweaty and just disgusting Um at um, the Rome uh, Tiburtina, I think, the Tiburtina train station at 4 a.m. So, the thing is that in most Europe, and this isn't uh, doesn't happen too much in Portugal, but in uh, in Italy and uh, places like uh, Poland and Germany and the UK and France, there's a lot of racism, and you would think that Italians would recognize Portuguese people as fellow Mediterraneans. But the thing is, even the Italian people within themselves are very different, because from someone from the north is much more of an Austrian than some from, someone from Sardinia, who is kind of like almost uh, Moroccan in in terms of the way they look. So there's a lot of racism within the country, and it's not necessarily xenophobic, it's just like skin color. So And there's a tradition, obviously, with Mussolini and the far, uh, in the far right in uh, in Italy. So, yeah, so so a lot of, you know, w there's a lot of that. And uh and um so we arrived at 4 a.m. both of us white, both of us not Caucasian at all, but white. <laughs> We're still white people. So this dude with a this dude this uh this police officer with a buzz cut and uh and a very, you know, um, very clear uh, color of uh, of hair and blue-eyed basically saluted us with the fascist salute and 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 uh, clicked his toes as a fascist really as a neo-fascist or as a, I don't know the Mussolini <laughs> fascist of back in the day so he saluted us and then asked where Portugal was and then where are guys where are you from and we're like we're from Portugal and he's where is that uh, the south was that in south america and we're like oh jeez oh, <laughs> like no it's like 3000 kilometers away it's not very far it's in europe we're actually you're probably from what's your club lazio roma and then he salutes again And Lazio have a lot of, or used to, I don't know anymore, but used to have a lot of um, of racist uh, followers. This happens in soccer clubs all over, uh, but uh, yeah, um, or football, as you should call it, <laughs> might I add. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to bother you with that one. Okay, so um, so Lazio, and he salutes again with the fascist salute, and uh, because this was back in 2003, I think they were playing Porto, who was uh, who is a Portuguese team, uh, back in in the uh, European. Uh, UEFA Cup, I think, and like in the European Cup. So it was in the UEFA Cup. I think it was when Porto won the uh, won the UEFA Cup. So they pretty much. So we said, so you're from Lazio, and you know, Porto is from Portugal, and they're playing tomorrow. So, uh, so we're from. That's that's what convinced them. But we were like there for like. 10 minutes at 4 a.m., which is a lot, and uh, at this very, very grim and kind of, uh, kind of scary um, uh, <laughs> train station, and um, and uh, so so yeah, and then he went, uh, he took our IDs and passports and stuff like that, and he went because because you don't need a passport if you're tra if you're European and you're traveling within Europe. 
that's the, one of the th- good things of being in Europe and being European is that if you're a European citizen, you don't need a passport. You, there's nothing to check. There's you have your own country's ID, and uh, I having my own Portuguese ID. The f- any Italian fucker who can't tell me like uh, can't tell me. I mean, well, <laughs> can't tell me that I can't travel as uh, freely as I want in um, uh, in uh, in Italy. You know, um, I'm sorry. Like, even if you're uh, the same thing, if you're Italian, if you're Italian, if you want to travel all over Portugal, you're free to do so. So as long as you're not doing anything illegal, so it's so don't bother me. I'm just I'm tired and sweaty and I want to go home. So <laughs> so so go away, you fascist fuck. Uh, but the point being that whatever gender, th- that's the end of my story. Basically, nothing happened and we went, but like away. But uh, the guy let us off. But there's nothing to be let off of. We were doing nothing, literally nothing wrong, and that's the whole point. Like what gender is saying. Half of the crowd will relate, you know, because, you know, it's more important than... And this is wrestling. This is silly. And, uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> but it's touching on something that's the same thing as Trump and Brexit and, uh, and, uh, luckily Marine Le Pen uh, losing in France. So it's the same thing. Like, the, it's touching on a thing that's empathic. Like, with it's, it reveals empathy for anyone who's not extremely white, or at least anyone who's been in this situation of being uh, less than, you know, um, of being, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word, um, uh, undermined for not being the color that, or the skin tone that the other person wanted you to be so or them to be in this case so yeah what i think gender is doing is very healthy i think uh i have no problem with the push there's another thing in wrestling terms uh and wrestling uh, in terms of the wrestling uh, aspect of the thing is that i understand uh, having to build up a character <coughs> excuse me i understand the, the having to build up a character but that's usually with faces like when you look as menacing as ginger mahal does and are, you're as big as gender, and if you're cheating or running, especially if you're cheating, if you're cheating, you can basically cheat your way to the top, and that's what he's, and that's what he's doing with the Sing Boys. Like they're helping him win, like just enough that he wins, and the first, the the, the number one contender, and then his first WWE championship. And then, as a heel, what they can do, and that's what I hope they do, uh, successfully at least, you know, is or try to do at least. I mean, uh, is that uh, is that they get Ginger to um, build character with the belt already on him. That might uh, sell a lot, because what is Jinder right now? Jinder Mahal is the guy who uh, is playing what we can, what can be seen as a race card, and uh, classic the classic race card. But to my mind, it's more evolved than that, and um, I have really no problem with the push of uh, of him as a heel. And, uh, and being the number one champion, there is a problem in the WWE right now, and that's the that's that's not Jinder's fault. There's a problem in the WWE right now, which is in Raw. Okay, there's the women's division, which is fine with Alexa Bliss uh, being the champion. There's the the tag belts, which I uh, I don't remember. Who's who's the cha- who's the tag champion in in Raw? I don't remember actually, and that's telling. That's telling enough. Um, I don't recall. Oh, it's the Hardys. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, they're doing well. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my fault. Okay, it's the Hardy. The, Har- the Hardy boys are <laughs> are awesome, and I love uh, Broken Matt. So yeah, um, and um, so and Cesaro and Sheamus are a very good uh, tag team, and they're doing well. Okay, so that's fine. So women's division is good. The Divas or something. Um, 
Women's not the divas. Divas are gone, thankfully. Uh, the tag champions are the tags. Uh, tag team division is fine, uh, but Brock Lesnar, awesome as he is, is non-existent as a universal champion. So the main champion isn't isn't there. They're wrestling for a number one contendership as if it was um, contendership or contender dome, contender dome. I don't know. I don't know. Um, for or contention. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Uh, I'm I'm tired. This this is late. Um, and they're doing. Um, yeah, they're doing. Um, they're they basically it has no champion. And um, with the with the other belt, which is the Intercontinental Championship, they're for some reason mad at Dean Ambrose, who is very good, but and works a lot, but has been seen as a guy as a guy who does not work uh, because of something I don't know, I don't know. But they are they're not. Uh, doing anything with the belt so basically two main belts are non-existent and you have to uh, fill your rest the rest of your time with um with uh <clears throat> excuse me um i need some water uh with uh with the women's division and the tags and in uh, smackdown what happens is the the tag titles are now interesting because the usos have titles and breezango <laughs> tyler breeze and fandango are doing some amazing things with the fashion files and the 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 Rizango fashion fashion police. If you haven't, uh, if you like campy wrestling, please watch Black Backlash. The thing, the the, the match uh, between <laughs> Brizango and the Usos is something of beauty. It's I was laughing. I watched it twice, and I was laughing the same amount uh, all through. So uh, all throughout. So and I showed it to Leonor, who was on the show, who is my sister, uh, who works on Made of Things with me, uh, and she uh, she uh, she loved it. <laughs> like she was really laughing, and she doesn't watch as much wrestling as I do. So um, so awesome stuff. Really comedic wrestling. Very funny. Um, so yeah. But the Usos is fine, are fine with the belts, and uh, eventually I hope they go, they'll give them to Brizango because they're that was awesome. Um, and uh, then there's the women's division with uh, Naomi, and then uh, being the champion, and then obviously uh, with Charlotte, who is amazing in everything, um, in everything she does, at, or at everything she does. But then, and then there's a U.S. champion uh, who is Kevin Owens, who is awesome, obviously. And you have Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. But the thing is, with uh, that, the champion was Orton as a babyface, and as I said before, a num- number of st- uh, numerous times, um, he's boring as a face. So nothing was happening with the belt. And now that the belt is on gender, then you know at least something is happening. And it's exciting. It's it's exciting. And there's the benefit of the WWE giving him such a fast push is that it's being talked about. Like, who is this gender dude? Why is WWE? Why is the WWE doing this? Like, and uh, it's being talked about. People are legit, le- legitimately either very angry at this or kind of excited about this. Um, because it's uh, you know uh, you know it's very visual. That there's this dude with a turban, and uh, and uh, or whatever you call. Um, I don't mean. To, I hope that's called a turban, uh, but with the turban-like thing. Uh, and I apologize for my lack of culture in the terms of uh, of uh, Hindi stuff. But uh, something to do with Punjabi and the Maharajan uh, <laughs> hat or whatever you want to call it. And um, so so yeah, uh, the Maharaja of modern days. And uh, yeah. Whatever, I'm fine with all that. You know, um, it's different. At least it's somewhat exciting, and uh, at least something is happening. And Bray, and, and you know, <coughs> excuse me, uh, my my throat is hurting now, and I've been going on for uh, ages now. Uh, but but yeah, my point is that something is happening with the belt, at least. Like, but and I understand that the problem here is that. You know, it's kind of silly when you have people such as Kevin Owens and um, and AJ Styles and Sami Zayn, and now you have Shinsuke Nakamura, and you have uh, Nakamura, and uh, you have uh, you know Chris Jericho when he comes back, and Orton who 
as if heal is amazing and uh i guess cena is kind of still on there but you know it's kind of retiring so i won't count him in but then there's dolph ziggler who's awesome and they don't never know what to do with him you know so at least you know there's at least six people who that i can remember off the top of my head not to mention that you could potentially promote you know um Baron Corbin or something like that. Um, at least six people off the top of my head that could be, uh, no, you know, world champion, and uh, and not like pushing this guy out of the blue, who can't really. It's you know he's a big dude, and you know we all know how Vince McMahon likes uh, you know big dudes, but uh, classically, but um, but uh, you know. Um, He's not really running the show anymore, though. It's really Triple H, isn't it? So, uh, and Stephanie. So, who I love, by the way. Uh, and uh, both of whom, both of these people I, I love. So, uh, I think they're great. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, my thing uh, with this, uh, the point is that I don't, I understand that, you know, having these this all of this talent around and then pushing gender makes not much sense but you know it's still some at least something is happening so i'm not going to be like this hater and uh and um and i think it's fine and that's what i want to share with you guys i think i want to share my opinion and i think that it was it's good you know that um maybe you relate uh, so Hopefully, uh, we'll see what they do with gender in the future and where it's going. I don't know who he's uh, feuding with. No idea. Possibly the next... Uh, it's going to take at least, I think, like six months until they give uh, Shinsuke a, a title shot. But life, I think that's unavoidable. Because, I mean, look at the pop. At the reaction of uh, uh, on his debut when his music cues and cues in and he enters the ring it's it's uh really um really um uh bone chilling really so yeah enough about wrestling that's those are my thoughts on i guess backlash and what the stuff that happens uh, uh on on's been happening on uh, on smackdown so so yeah uh, enough about that uh please enjoy my conversation <laughs> all of a sudden uh with uh, jaguar ma on this episode of made of things don't forget to like the stuff on um like the page on Facebook, but most most of all, subscribe on uh, YouTube for the video things. Um, I stress that this video, this episode is already up on video without the <laughs> wrestling talk. Um, I uh, loved speaking to uh, Jono, uh, Gabe, and Jack. They were lovely, and um, and I hope that we do as always. You know, I you know stuff goes well when we interview these people when they have these people on the show, uh, people like this on the show. I uh, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, guys. Please subscribe on YouTube. Please subscribe on iTunes. Those are main things. It would be cool if you like the page on Facebook as well and uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Either made of things or made of things pod so yeah i hope you guys enjoy please uh enjoy and i hope you guys enjoy and please enjoy Divided? Oh no! I I, I'm, I'm I just think chiming it's in. Metallica minus Nirvana equal. I think it's like a reduction. Exactly, it's backwards, right? Because it's you know like Sabbath are way less excessive, like Metallica, musically speaking. True, but that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> no, it's very important. Actually, it is important. They're important bands. This, this is actually called. This is actually for a show called Made of Things. So we're starting on that. So were any of those bands uh, pivotal in your wanting to do all, music? All of them. Well, Nirvana for for me was the reason I started playing music. Uh-huh. So that's pretty pivotal. Yeah. Um, 
and then the other two are just you know things that 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 you you pick up really early on when you especially sure. if you guitar yeah. guitar is your yeah. first instrument you have to they're pretty important bands because they kind of just teach you how to how to noodle <laughs> um but yeah i'm sure these guys will say something pretty similar uh-huh. about well what got you into being the idea of, of I, i want to do music forever really um Well, obviously, a lot of lot of music like that you know, like, like lots of lots of household names, you know, like obviously a lot of guitar music, and but even things like you know Michael Jackson and all that sort of stuff. But probably ultimately, my biggest inspiration would have been my dad because he was a musician. Uh-huh. So um, not of any particular note, but like he played guitar a lot around the house. So, mm-hmm. so that was what I wanted to do. Well, that's note enough for you. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jonah? Uh, sorry, what's the question? Oh uh, no, this is because uh, this is based on the assumption that you dedicated yourselves to music. You know, because dedicating yourself to art or any art is this is uh, has its uh, has its uh, it's an endeavor. And it's, it has a lot of uh, uh, it takes a lot of effort. And uh, so to get through the bad times, you kind of need a lot of a, motiv- a lot of motiv- motivation. And so, where did you get that from initially? Like, oh, I I just saw something. Or watch something, or, or, or listen to something. Uh, I want to do that forever. Yeah, it's a huge question. It's basically, yeah. it's basically what what triggered you into the music, really? Uh, what did you do the music? I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's a compounding of loads of different things. But you know, like similar to Jack, yeah, you know, first time hearing Nirvana was like. You know that that was like really exciting. It was like a departure from the music that my parents listened to. Mm-hmm. And they hated it, oh. but my brother and I loved it. Uh-huh. So it was like, you know, there was like this this clear line in the sand at that moment. Um, and then my brother, my brother's probably a big inspiration as well. You know, he taught me how to play like the first couple of Nirvana songs, mm-hmm. and then um, he and I ended up being in a band together when we were teenagers. Really? Um, and he introduced me to loads of music. He was like an avid music lover. Um, you know, he bought me my ver- my first record, um, and uh, took me to my first gig, which was the Fugazi show. Oh, really? When I was oh, super wow. young, and that that kind of blew my mind, um, and was probably you know a big part of why I wanted to play guitar and you know be in a band. Um, and then even like the the band that I was in with my brother, like we. Were, You know, we never really had any success or anything. We were just like kids that played music, and mm-hmm. but we we played this um this small festival called Shell Shocked or Shore Shocked. Shore Shocked. I think it used to be called Shell Shocked, but it was a bit too because it was in the shell. At, at <laughs> right. North, but it was right. Bit, it's yeah. it, it's like this sensitive. It's an annual all ages show which is held in the Lower North Shore, which is kind of around where we all grew up in. Sydney, which was mm. probably the first show I like, the first mush pit I was ever yeah, in. Yeah. I was about, uh, it was like a little. We have a that in. I watched his band play when I was it's about ten years old. It's very possible, but yeah, yeah. But so, so we won our battle of bands at our school, and then the the prize was to play at oh. this festival well, now called PTSD yeah. Yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no. it's all semantics yeah, exactly. um, yeah um, and um, there's actually video of us playing like I think I was like maybe 14 or 15 or something oh, wow. and there's there's like a proper cra- it's the first time playing like a proper crowd with uh-huh. like a proper mosh pit and I was wow. watching it with my uh, my friend who was also in the band Graham and, and we were watching it and going like, like once you've experienced that at that age there's like it's there's kind of no turning back like uh-huh, you, you uh-huh, can't uh-huh. go back from that and similarly like Gab was in a band when when he was 15 playing to like you know massive crowds and it's like once you've had that taste yeah and and it, like you know that the band I was in with my brother failed and ended and then mm-hmm. I went on to do all these other things but yeah. then kept coming back to music after mm-hmm. trying all these other 
things like a Didi it's or like a flaw. It's yeah. a bug, man. Like this is that's totally like yeah, it's like an itch you need to scratch constantly. Uh-huh. I tried, I tried to be really responsible after school and did did a year of law and then f- like failed at that, and then uh-huh. then did a film degree and got really into filmmaking. And I think that's where I got my production chops up was mm. you know studying that sort of stuff, but just kept coming back mm. to bands, just playing live music yeah. and, and making records. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I understand that somewhat. It, I mean, I understand it perfectly. But uh, for instance, in my case, I've had some experience playing bands and stuff like that. I do this, but like I'm not. I don't consider myself a journalist, really. I just speak to bands and artists and stuff like that. But uh, uh, yeah, it, the, w- the 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 willingness to play music never really goes away, even though I'm not doing it currently. I really want to do it always. Mm. It's it's yeah. it's 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 it involves a lot of things, dude. It's mm. it's once you're because you, you guys. If, I don't know how it is for you guys now but you guys have a successful band and you're doing this and, and there's a there's a commitment um, f- uh, like a, like a mutual commitment between you guys but getting that to start with is really really difficult to to get isn't it sometimes I don't know uh, did, did, uh, how, how do you mean uh, I mean because sometimes uh, you know uh, people getting a project off the like ground yeah. committing to one project yeah. is what yeah. I'm saying yeah. Yeah. committing yeah. to one project or committing well, to one thing well, uh, when, when we started this it wasn't That it wasn't like that. We didn't go. Okay, we're all committing to this one oh. thing now. It was. It was like this is make or break. This was a side. Oh, it yeah, was. No. It wasn't. It wasn't oh, it like wasn't. that. Oh, no. this was a side project to other things that that we were doing respectively. Really? Like, yeah, I, I was like doing a lot of film, like music for film work at the time, and and had like this sort of experimental side project while like Gab was writing songs with Jack, and and you know we're all doing different things, and then. Um, then Gavin and I made Come Save Me and then we were still doing all these other things and we made another track which became The Throw and then we made another track and then like after a while we're like oh this this stuff that we're doing in our spare time is pretty good maybe we should fo- yeah. like focus on it for a moment and make a, a record uh-huh. you know and then we made a record and uh-huh. that that was howling Uh-huh. So it wasn't like it was on like you know we didn't like fucking write something in our blood and like yeah this is you know mm. till the day we die <laughs> you're not yeah. man of war ourselves yeah. or anything like that yeah, yeah. it wasn't like that it was just like yeah. small parts yeah. formed a bigger piece of a, a of a bigger picture uh-huh. fantastic fantastic and uh, it's the same the first time you guys are playing Lisbon I guess because you played Pedro de Cura which is up north have you played Lisbon because I don't remember I think we played Did, just last time didn't we play just recently what, yeah. what yeah. was that uh, oh, it was, was the, the Nos, Nos Alive oh yeah it was yeah. it was, was. Uh, of course of course no, that course. was like yeah a few months ago a few which months was, ago yeah, which yeah, was great we actually we, we really like and this this is through no sense of being sick of or anything we actually love Lisbon it's oh. like it's beautiful I mean Jono's you've spent some time here this yeah, year yeah I'm thinking of moving with the intention <laughs> yeah 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 straight up with the intention I to s- buy I spent some time up uh, near Peniche you yeah. know Balial and, and like obviously we're from Sydney Australia mm-hmm. so I grew up surfing oh and yeah I was actually blown away with how good the surf was up on that coast and I was like it's why am I in London like when I could be <laughs> when I could be here and surf and you know we've, def- and we've not- definitely got that like London thing now where we like live in London we just constantly think about how much Europe the continent is better <laughs> everyone, everyone in London's always like oh the weather's so good in France or Italy or Spain or Portugal or whatever yeah. but you never do anything about it you still just live in London yeah. but yeah you're always like oh I'm gonna move one day learn to love yeah. complaining yeah. <laughs> sure sure, sure. Exactly. sure. I, I, I don't remember I, this is a little bit of a disclaimer I'll probably edit this out or something edit this out But uh, um, usually, I've been asking for interviews for, with you guys for uh, not, like uh, every uh, not, uh, not, not every, no no, <laughs> no sometimes <laughs> things get lost in the mist really right. so yeah, so yeah. we don't so, really normally say no to interviews on like like we don't go not no. yeah yeah yep. <laughs> no not him <laughs> not that guy you know. no no it's just because I've, I've asked them I've, when I say I've been asking it means like every time I'm in the vicinity. Of the show that you're playing, so I played Nozalive. I was at Nozalive, but uh, and uh, Primavera two, year, uh, two years ago, a year ago, two years ago, uh, 2015, I think it was, and. Um, 
so yeah, I've been meaning to do this for a while now. <laughs> yeah, for for instance, uncertainty was on my it was in my head for like years and uh, played it I don't know a hundred times maybe <laughs> I don't know because it's just wow. one of those things like because you, your guys' music is like um, tends itself lends itself to be played over and over again because it's yeah. very it's very very vibey I would say yes I guess yeah yeah very kind of get into the thing but um, so with every now and then uh, um, what happens it's like every now and then we put out a record or something I don't know what do you mean? Uh, with every now and then, yes. what is every now and then? What is every now and yeah. then? Uh, every now and then is obviously a rec. Is one of the lyrics lifted out of loose loose ends? Sure. Which I don't know whether it really. I'm not going to pretend like there's some bigger meaning about it. Okay. Because I don't really think there is. Uh-huh. But I but but I think we you know there is something kind of. Beautiful about the impermanence and permanence of life itself, mm, you know. Sure. Like, so I don't know. We kind of we see our life like film, you know, frames, like thirty-five mil. Mm-hmm. But realistically, it's all just in one big canister. Your whole life, you know. I think there's something interesting about that, and I, and I think and every now and then I think it was probably maybe. I mean, I'm just going to hazard a guess at like probably some reflection on the experiences that we've had in the last few years, okay. which have been really different, you know, compared to, you know, you sort of like, you live your life, you live your life, you live your life, and then all of a sudden you're playing in Glastonbury in front of like a bunch of people that you just didn't expect would care, uh-huh. and you live on the other side of the world and you play in a band and it's like, and it all just happened very quickly, uh-huh. you know, in a weird way. Uh-huh. It's funny you mention that because, uh, um, because, uh, for instance, Loose Ends and Slipping are probably my two favorite songs on the record, and uh, which is maybe why I keep falling, I guess, because I don't tie my shoelaces or something. <laughs> maybe there's a connection. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are. I'm just, hey, thank you. <laughs> hey, yo. No, but uh, they are, actually are. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I was. Falling uh, is the name of a track as well. Yeah. I'm sorry? Fall, was, that, uh, yeah. was that implied? Yeah. Yeah, All right, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a whole uh, thing. And, uh, yeah, good. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm up to scratch for the, everything that's happening. In the, in the, in the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But first, is, uh, is it uh, how, how are we supposed to pronounce it? Because it's uh, is it Obi Wan or is it Ob Wan? Ob Wan. Ob Wan. It should be Ob Wan. Ob Wan. Immediately. That's very Portuguese, I think, because of like Obrigada. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. immediately it's like, oh, it's Obi Wan. It's now, it's this now, thing. Now it's Ob Wan. Now it's Ob Wan. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. It's it official. Was, it was Obi Wan. Yeah, no. We've changed you it. You changed it. Yeah. Thank you. I would love, love to jingar people's hearts. I'm going to update the Wikipedia to Ob Wan. All the truth is on Wikipedia. Yeah. Thanks for your time, guys. We got the the call, the two minute warning. So we're, we're cool, we're done. Okay, it's fifteen minutes. Okay. Do, do you want to keep talking shit? Keep talking. Oh, I love talking shit. Yeah, this is all, this is my career is talking shit. <laughs> no, this is No, it's actually your main project initially. This is what we like. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks, guys. Enjoy the show tonight. Okay, thanks, 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 man. Thank cheers, you. cheers. Thank you. Obrigado. Obrigado. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Yeah, good to meet you. Hope you move to Lisbon. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, man. Thanks Thanks a lot. See you around the show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.